Welcome to the Agoracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release and Production of Agoracom, in which we take the time with small cap executives about what's going on at their companies. Today, I'm going to give you 7 million reasons to love this interview with Ian Matterson. He's a CEO of Pluralock Systems Security, sorry, trades in Canada under the stock symbol PLUR for friends in the US under PLCKF. To understand the company, it's probably not too difficult from the name, but here are the facts. The global cybersecurity market uh, is forecast to go to $345 billion by 2026 for obvious reasons. We're all online and so are the bad guys. Uh, until now, most people think of Password, uh, fire, firewalls, passwords, biometrics, things like that, uh, and two-factor authentication when it comes to cybersecurity. Uh, but the bad guys are still winning because cybercrime uh, did six trillion dollars in 2021, and by by ten by 2025 is going to be over ten and a half trillion. That's trillion with a T. Pluralock, and you're going to see from the numbers they put out in Q1 and from a Gartner selection in one of their key reports, is bringing an entirely different and exciting approach to cybersecurity, authenticating our identity using our behavioral biometrics, right? So behavioral biometrics, essentially, this is really low, you know, low example, but real base case example, but helps everybody understand at home, is the way you type in your keyboard, the way you move your mouse. Uh, and that creates an identity signature that's completely unique to you like a, like a digital key. So that's what Pluralock, you know, to understand a basic example, that's the foundation of Pluralock's uh, security. Now, more than just lip service, 2021 revenues for the full year were $36 million. Uh, Q1 revenue here for 2022, 6.9. That's why I called 7 million great reasons. Let's call that $7 million in revenue. Uh, all sorts of awards, uh, all sorts of orders from some of the biggest entities out there from government uh, uh, to, to the military, on and on. So they're doing great things and knocking it out of the park. Uh, Ian, welcome back to the show, my friend. George, it's good to be back. And I appreciate the, uh, uh, that, that verbose um, introduction. You know, it's, it's good to kind of stop for a minute and reflect and say, hey, we got a lot done in 2021. So I, I appreciate you, you bringing folks up to speed on that. Yeah, and it's good for them to know because look, George Com Security, I can say I'm in cybersecurity, look at me, but uh, I'm just talking the talk, but you guys are walking the walk. And, and two things we're going to talk about today is the numbers, Q1 that you put out just recently, they're great. And the fact that Gartner, uh, a lot of people may not know what Gartner is, but we're going to talk about them in a, sec in, in a second. Uh, you've been selected by them in one of their uh, biometric authentication, in, in their biometric authentication report and gives great validation from a really, I mean, I've been following Gartner since the dot-com days when I first got into this. So when I saw that, I said, holy moly, let's first talk about the revenue. I'm going to call it 7 mil because it's 6.953. I'm going to round it up to 7 million. How happy are you with the Q1 performance? Well, very happy. But unfortunately, I think revenue like that is actually indicative of how many cyber problems exist in the world, mm -hmm. right? Uh, ultimately, our customers are are predominantly uh, either commercial or or public sector folks in North America. We've got a few, uh, we've got a few international as well. But uh, you know, largely they're they're procuring products and services from us through us um, that are, are 
helping to defend against cyber threats. Um, you know, we, we try and be a one-stop shop wherever possible for IT and cybersecurity. But I think what, what we're finding is that there is more and more and more and more and more concern around the threats that are out there. Um, certainly the ransomware threat has been monstrous over the last couple of years. We, you know, last couple of years, we saw some, some very high profile uh, breaches like the colonial pipeline attack, which feels like it was, uh, you know, a decade ago, but it's, it's actually still pretty recent um, in which uh, a large up, really shook up the market. It, well, it did. And, and it was a large critical infrastructure uh, participant that had to shut down operations. I mean, people could not get gasoline in their cars. Um, and that was as a result of, of ransomware. So, you know, there's there's these these threats which 10, 20 years ago um, might have only existed in the minds of the practitioners. Now, unfortunately, the general consumer is is very aware of them uh, because they are impacting everyday life. And so that's, I think, part of the reason why um, just the industry overall is is continuing to grow in importance. Um, and it's certainly why, why we're... Um, you know, why we're focused on it. Does it also show, I, I, to me, it clearly demonstrates this. We had all gotten really comfortable thinking, oh, George got a password. He's got two-factor authentication on his phone, maybe even biometrics, because I use my cell, I use my fingerprint, you know, and different things like that. And we all figured, okay, you know, we got security wrapped up. We, we, we're not too worried about it. But clearly the problem is growing. The bad guys are getting around that. That's unfortunate, but how big of a door does that open up for Pluralock? Because I love this behavioral, this behavioral fingerprint that you're essentially creating, this this behavioral footprint. For sure, I, I mean, I do think that there's uh, there's so many facets to cybersecurity that um, that there's there's just there's a lot of solutions that you need to actually be secure. And so, I mean, you just enumerated a number of them, right? Do you have a firewall? Do you have a password? Do you have two-factor authentication? Well, guess what? You actually need another six things as well, um, you know, just to defend against the types of threats. I think the other uh, dynamic about this industry is that it is um, it, it has other participants who get a vote, it, you know, in, in the sense that, look, we can, we can build the best mousetrap, um, but if the bad guys innovate around that, well, we can't just rest and, and wait for... Um, you know, for them to run into our mousetrap, we need to go and, and figure out a better mousetrap. We need to, you know, innovate against their innovation. So, so there is this dynamic where the industry is very, very large. There are many ways to compromise a, a consumer or a business, although we're focused prominently on businesses, um, and that these threats are continuing to evolve and change. And so as a result, we need to keep evolving and changing, and our customers need to keep evolving and changing. And so, um, you know, that presents a lot of opportunity for us to be uh, value add to those customers to say, look, here, great what you've been doing the last couple of years. Have you considered this? Have you considered that? Have you considered this other thing that maybe we've seen in one of our other customer environments? Um, and so it gives us an opportunity to be able to to provide that value to those customers. Um, and then ultimately, if we can if we can help solve some of their either their their the threats that they face or the risk they have in their business using Pluralock Defend, uh, which is our proprietary product. Phenomenal, a absolutely great, and that's and that's really the, the focus of of the business model, right? And, and we can certainly talk a little bit about how we've been executing on that. And the numbers clearly say you're not just talking your book because everyone's going to say their own baby is the most beautiful baby at the pageant. But the numbers clearly add that up. And then on top of that, on top of that, look, I've been you know from from the first time I discovered Pluralock, 
I said, because like, Gorecom takes security seriously, but I know passwords can be broken. Two-factor authentication can be broken. Somebody grabs your phone, they do a lot of the SIM card things, all that. That can be broken. It seems like the bad guys have figured out, knock on wood, hopefully I'm not bringing attention, but knock on wood, it's only for the lack of maybe bad guys not really caring as much about a Gorecom as they do about bigger entities. But it just seems like they can get around a lot of these things if they really want to. But your technology, behavioral, hey, this is how George types, this is how George moves his mouse. Man, that's hard for me to imagine when I first saw it, how bad I can get around that. And Gartner uh, agrees with that. So here's the, here's the validation. I want to talk about this. Gartner has identified Pluralock as a representative vendor for gesture and keystroke biometric authentication among the offerings profiled in their research. There's a lot to unpack there. A lot of people don't know what that means. Let's talk about first the validation and what they're talking and, and what they're talking about, why they included you. So it's a very good question. Um, Gartner, for those who are not familiar, are a, a one of the preeminent uh, analyst firms. So when you're a, a large uh, enterprise and you have um, you know, 60, 70, 80 technologies that you need to procure, uh, it's often helpful to go and, and effectively ask for advice on, on who are the right vendors in each right. of the technology brackets that you need to buy. And so there's, there's a, an ecosystem of, uh, of analyst firms, Gartner being, again, one of them, one, one of the, in my opinion, one of the top ones, um, who, are, who are there to help advise uh, buyers of systems on what is, what is state of the art, what should they be buying, what's worked well in the past, et cetera. Um, and so getting, uh, just getting on their radar, first of all, is, is a huge achievement. And then, and then also the fact that they're saying that the Pluralock is what they call a representative vendor for this space. Um, now, now they refer to it as passive biometrics. We refer to it as behavioral biometrics. Functionally, it's the same thing. We're talking about the ability to recognize somebody on their on their keyboard, on their mouse, et cetera. Um, and and I think because of Pluralock's um, uh, you know capabilities that we have, we're we're listed as as one of the representative vendors um, in this space. And so functionally, if somebody is looking for a a solution where um, you know, George, like you were talking about, you need to get Georgecom to upgrade their security and you, you want to go and figure out what to do. Um, Pluralock is now listed as, as one of those vendors. So, it, you know, it, it, for those who are not in the industry, it's, it's kind of tough sometimes to realize the, the qualitative value about some of these things. Like, you know, company wins an award. Is that useful? Is that not? Company gets listed by Gartner. Is that useful? Is that not? Um, and what I'm saying is that from our perspective, it's, it's hugely, uh, it's a huge achievement for, uh, for the company and, and for the product. And, uh, and we're, we're extremely excited by it. Yeah. It's like uh, in sports, if we use a sports example. It's like sports center naming the top five uh, offensive basketball players of the year or whatever the case is. Right. Uh, so because people are always arguing and debating, is it this guy, is it this guy, is it that guy, is it that guy? People don't know. So you have an objective third party like Gartner that has always and has had this reputation for at least 25 years that I've been around and maybe even longer. You have them as the, the, the neutral arbiter that says, hey, we've checked it. We've taken a look at Georgecom behavioral. We've taken a look at Pluralock and other people and Pluralock is it. And in fact, they said, and in fact, they said, I think this biometric authentication has a high profile in the market. And it promises a better user experience, trust, accountability, benefits, and other credential-based methods. Uh, enables passwords, authentication alone, or combined with other, and enables all these combined or with other with other methods. So they're they're really saying there that 
you need the you know bi behavioral biometric authentication uh, to work in tandem with all these. Correct. Yes. And uh, as I say, we're we, this is something that, that we've been working on for a little while. Uh, so we're very excited. I mean, it's it's one more step in the journey. Right. And, you know, I think if we if we again kind of frame this in context, 2021 for us was uh, was a huge building year. Um, you know, we, we we got a lot done. Uh, this is now one of the uh, kind of earlier data points in 2022. So I, I think that we're we're starting to plot a bit of a trend. You know, that's that's sort of how we're thinking about it internally is that we're we're ticking off these items um, that we had hoped to achieve. We're we're able to to do them, uh, and and we're really excited about what the future has to hold. Man, it's it's, uh, it's incredible to listen to you, Ian. Because to you, anybody watching or listening, this sounds like yeah, you know, we had some check boxes we wanted to check off, and we're getting them. <laughs> but checking off, you know, something like Gartner, that's not a check off. I mean, that's massive. I mean, and I can't express it to people at home enough how big that is to to get that recognition. Another thing that happened was on May 11th, uh, new functionality in your Pluralock Defend uh, to basically extend your continuous identity uh, capabilities to Amazon Workspaces virtual session. So we all know what Amazon is. We got an idea, but tell us how important that is because that happened after the queue. But how important is how how important is that to your product development? So it's it, it, it's very important. So Amazon Workspaces is there uh, is Amazon's virtual desktop infrastructure. So in the industry, it's called VDI, and specifically, uh, it allows you to have a think of it like a virtual PC in the cloud. So you log into a web interface and you get a, a Windows desktop that's there, and you you can operate on it as if it was a a full you know real uh, desktop. local desktop. Um, and so this is really useful for uh, organizations that are concerned about data security. So one of the principal um, values of working in a virtual desktop as opposed to a physical one is that data never actually comes down to the, the physical device that's in front of you. So think about, um, you know, think about a snatch and grab in a, in a Starbucks. If you're sitting in a Starbucks, you're working away on your laptop and you're working on, let's say, personal health information because you're a doctor, or let's say that you're working with um, you know, tax information, because uh, you're, you're working in financial services, there's, there's a risk that the data stored locally on your device uh, could be stolen, physically Big stolen Big um, by, by folks, just, just by the nature of people working remote. Um, and so virtual desktops allow you to mitigate that because the data never resides locally, it's all stored in the cloud. So that's, that's virtual desktops in general. Now, Amazon Workspaces in particular, is Amazon's flavor uh, of this, um, and what we've what we've found is that the customers that are a really good fit for Pluralock Defend, which is the continuous authentication product, also happen to uh, to use a lot of virtual desktops, or at least they're they're either using it today or they're looking to use it in the future. So because there's this these concentric circles of people that we want to sell Defend to, people who also use virtual desktops, they seem to intersect or overlap. Um, we wanted to uh, to fully support um, uh, workspaces uh, so that you could get the same protection of Pluralock Defend while you're working on that virtual desktop. And so we think of it as, um, you know, imagine a tunnel from your local edge device, your local PC, you tunnel into this cloud virtual PC and Pluralock Defend is, is enveloping that tunnel in our continuous identity assurance capability. And then if we detect that there's something malicious, like, again, you're in the Starbucks, snatch and grab, somebody else that's down, starts rooting around in the files, 
then we can we can terminate that session, uh, disconnect access, we can notify the security team, we can take all of our standard actions. Um, and, and again, we're, we're providing that protection. So we're extremely excited. Um, this, is, this has been uh, a feature that we have heard asked for uh, by, by companies in the market. Um, and so that's, you know, again, that's how we prioritize what we build and focus on is, is what are we hearing from the market. Um, and so we're really, really excited about this. And, and we had uh, a very successful webinar um, with, uh, with one of the, the leads for the Canadian uh, public safety team at Amazon. Uh, so they, this uh, individual actually focuses specifically on the federal, uh, federal accounts. And so we're, um, as I say, we're, we're excited. And I think you're going to be hearing a lot more about this um, later in, in 2022. Well, I was just about to say, when you combine the Gartner validation with extending your technology stack into Amazon Workspaces virtual sessions, that seems like a match made in heaven there just in the last 30, you know, 30, 40 days of potential. We're taking those boxes, George. Blow up, We're taking you know? those boxes. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, but what is Gartner? What is Amazon Workspaces? They're just, you make checking off boxes like I'm shopping for groceries. You know, that's uh, so I really enjoy your humility. I got to tell you, I enjoy your humility. Well, I mean, you have you have to stay humble. Like ultimately, the, these are important things that um, like it or not, like make a big difference uh, when you're going out and, and selling a product. You know, people will ask you, what independent third-party validation do you have? Hey, do you support my Amazon working environment? Hey, have you have you launched support for, for Splunk, which is our, our SIM integration? And the more of these that you can say yes to, the more you can ease that sale to happen. Now, if you say no to some of them, you know, in some cases that's a nice to have, not a must have. But the more of these things that you do, the more ultimately you are making, you're reducing the friction in an enterprise sale. And so that's functionally what we're doing. And so if you ask the question, why are we investing time in these integrations? Why are we investing time in, in educating the ecosystem? It's ultimately to, to help our organic sales. That's why we're doing these things. Yeah, um, and so those are, uh, you know, these are, are hopefully um, things that, that will um, uh, lessen the work for one of our, uh, for, for one of our customers to have to actually go through because, oh, look, they've already done all these things. Great. They've ticked the box, which now means it's easier for me to, to purchase. Yeah. And I know that we're uh, starting to look at things like workspaces, virtual sessions as well. So I know that. And we got a scare. We're just in Columbia with some of our team. And I got a scare because I had my phone stolen right out of my pocket. And, you know, I had just used it. So it didn't have the time out yet. You know, the screen was probably on. And we were kind of, you know, concerned that we try and be very secure. I don't have a ton of data on there, but there are, no matter what, there's going to be some things on there. And we start. So if I had plural lock in that situation, let's just say hypothetically, um, a, bad, a bad guy suddenly frantically trying to look into my stuff you pick it up and say hold on the phone's on and someone's got it but it definitely ain't george let's shut this thing down uh that's so, the use case yeah, yeah that, that is the use case. that's when right. i said wow man it would have been great to have this so plans for 2022 looking forward i mean you guys are growing at a hyper growth product innovation revenue m a you know gartner validation and here we are we're in the first week of june you know, what's what's the rest of 2022 looking like in terms of checking your boxes? Well, I mean, hopefully we're going to check some more boxes. Absolutely. So, you know, as a reminder, uh, in 2021, we we announced a couple of acquisitions of which we've closed on. We we announced acquiring a company called Aurora in California. We also announced acquiring a company called Integra. Uh, they're based in Ottawa, speaking of the, the Ottawa public uh, public sector market. 
Um, and so the, the business model for us, again, is, is to go out and find profitable cybersecurity and IT companies with great customers and then look to cross sell our high margin products like Pluralock Defend through those. Um, and so I, I hope that we are gonna be very boring. I hope that we do more of the same. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that there's uh, uh, anything um, earth shattering that, that we wanna do that diverges too much from that strategy. I, I hope that we can be boring. I hope that we can execute on that. Um, and you know, along the way, we're going to have some of these uh, some of these wins, like like Gartner, um, you know, announcing support for AWS workspaces, uh, and so on. So uh, we're just going to keep trucking along, uh, staying humble, and uh, and and trying to create shareholder value. Well, that boring performance equates to twenty twenty one revenue of thirty six mil thirty six point six versus under five hundred grand for the year before that. That's pretty boring growth. And your Q one, your revenue was essentially seven mil. And that's up from 75,000 a year ago. So that's kind of boring. If you can give us that kind of boring uh, growth and development, that would be that would be great, Ian, going forward. But uh, congratulations on, on uh, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm sure shareholders love the revenue number and I do as well. But to me, I obviously love the Gartner news. For me, that's because, you know, you might just be great business guys or really grind and do great sales and, and you're going to grow great. That could account for the seven mil. But to me, when Gartner comes on board and says, hey, we've taken a look at their, you know, behavioral biometric and it is a, it is, they're going to be part of our report that goes out to the whole world. And then you don't know who's reading that and you don't know who's going to call you an hour from now, a day from now, a week from now, a month from now and say, hey, Ian, get your team in here. We want to look at you. So that's really excites me because that can really blow up growth. But Congrats, my friend. And I know you're in Arizona on, on more business. People should know that. So good luck over there. And by the way, for everybody at home, we know sometimes that because Pluralock is brand new, uh, you know, sometimes you're wondering, I, I can't get my head around this behavior biometrics. Next time we see each other, Ian, uh, next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a beyond the deck. So we're actually going through your deck and showing people visually seeing is believing. So, uh, so everyone should look out for that as well. But in the meantime, thanks for joining us today, Ian. George, I appreciate it. Thank you. For everybody at home, you've been watching, you've been listening by podcasts on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Ian Patterson, CEO of Pluralock Security, PLUR in Canada, PLCKF in the US. And of course, to start your due diligence, step one, get to the company's profile page on Agoracom because there are all these moving parts. So we do a good job in laying it out in terms that you can understand how that foundational kind of knowledge. And then when you're ready to move forward with that, head over to the Pluralock site, do your deep dive due diligence. Hopefully today you discovered your next amazing cybersecurity company. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. Don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.